Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb, and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Biz Nation podcast. I'm Kerry and this is episode 43. Today we have an incredible guest, Ali D, joining us from sunny Queensland with her amazing tale of her journey and a broad career to a very niche industry with the development of the radio station called Oz Now Radio. Welcome to the show, Ali. Thank you, Kerry. I've been watching your show and listening to it for a short while now since I came to know that you were in existence and it's such a special thing for me to be here on your show today. Awesome. I appreciate your time and we are going to have some fun. This is just really free flowing conversation. We're going to chat all things. And my biggest thing today is I want to unpack LED. There's a lot to unpack, Kerry. (laughs) It's been quite a journey to where we are now in 2021. So I'm excited to share it with you as as you'd like to have that tale unfold. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. So take us back, Ali. Where did this begin? In a, in a bit of a snapshot summary, tell mm-hmm. us, you know, how you got to where you are now. Such a good question, Kerry. It really is. So in 2002, I did my, I did, I completed my Bachelor of Social Science University, did psych as one of my, my main interests. And I thought I was going to become a psychologist. But unlike everyone else who had gone through the graduate intake programs, I was too busy working three other jobs and volunteering while I was at uni. So I was one of those kids that finished uni and on grad day, we're all throwing our um, mortar hats up in the sky and everyone's excited they're starting a job and I'm there, "Mm, I don't really know where I'm going in life. I landed a career in recruitment by going to a family barbecue and very quickly uh, started developing recruitment business. So uh, as a 22-year-old at the time, uh, they brought me in as a trainee and within three months, I'd set up their permanent recruitment business. So for the next, let's say, seven or eight years, I did a lot of job jumping. And, And I'm sure you know what I mean by that. I'd go into a job. It was usually in the HR recruitment training space. And I'd be in that job for, you know, six months. And I'd start to realise I wasn't just wearing the hat of an HR advisor or um, a a HR business partner. I very quickly realised that I was also almost succession planning myself into being assistant HR manager. I was training other people. One role I remember, I was getting close to turning 30 and I felt, I said to Hubby, all I seem to be doing is everyone else's job. I'm wearing five hats in this role, not getting rewarded for it. And it's so much take, take, take. I'll, be, I'll share something with you, which I found out after I left that job, that my HR manager at the time, who I was acting as an assistant HR manager, I was the recruiter, I was the backup admin, I was also an HR consultant and learning and development. I found out later that she was taking what I was doing as work and passing it off as her own. So... For me, it was really important to go, well, I've got all this experience. I'd managed subway stores, like 25 subway stores. Um, I'd been in in mining and HR and in engineering. 
I really wanted to have the opportunity to give more in a way that was more meaningful to me. So as I finished, uh, I was about to turn 30, that week I resigned. I had nothing to go to. And everyone was saying, what are you going to do? And I said, no, I'm just going to trust. I've put so much work into, into my career. Uh, I have a great reputation for what I do. I'm a hard worker. Someone's going to come forward with something. And the next day I got a phone call from someone I used to work with and he said that we're looking for someone to start a recruitment business. So very quickly I went from being an employee to being my own employer. And I then worked for about seven or eight years in the HR development training and career coaching space. So I was doing things like lecturing at universities to penultimate um, university students who, you know, how would you go through an interview? How are you writing your resume? Then the flip side of that, helping businesses really harness how they could better manage their people and their processes. Um, so that all happened. And then in 2016, we moved from Adelaide to Melbourne I took my HR business with me. I was at the point where I had contractors that were also, I was also able to outsource to. So the business was growing, but I felt like I wanted to rekindle my relationship with radio because when I was at uni, I was on an Italian station, 5RTI on Saturday afternoons. And I led that program. I was doing, you know, panel op. We think of like the DJ with the panel. I was doing all the music coordination, leading the discussion, but it was all in Italian. So I, I did a Google search and I found that there was a station known as Southern FM in Brighton uh, over in the, the Bayside area, southeast Melbourne, rang up and luck as it would be, the station manager answered the phone. Within a very short space of time, I not only was offered a Monday breakfast shift, I also built a program where I wanted, I wanted to really embrace what community radio was and, and should be which is to engage the community. And so I realised, I was getting all these emails, Kerry, from the music director, Peter Tullett. She was sending me all these emails because I wanted to know what new music there was. You know, I'd heard a lot of, at the time, a lot of Justin Bieber and a lot of Beyonce, but what about our homegrown talent? And my inbox, you know, I used my HR email, was flooded. I had all these emails coming through, like several hundred emails a week. I couldn't keep up with it. So I remember having chats with him and saying, well, you know, we've got this requirement to play a minimum of 25% of Australian music. Why aren't we playing more? And so what I did then is I reprogrammed uh, or reproduced my breakfast shift to include inviting a, a, an Australian singer-songwriter to come in for an, a one-hour interview. So 6 till 9am on a Monday, 8am they'd roll in, we'd have a chat, they'd perform live and we'd do a, like, a live stream on Facebook. Uh, by the third week, I had these guests that were coming in saying to me, Ellie, what else do you do? Mm. And I'd tell them and they'd say, well, You've been career coaching people in all different fields for the best part of 17, 18 years. You love music. Why don't you get behind us? So I had one artist that asked me to effectively manage him and I took him on a very intense journey of six months. Uh, there were daily phone calls. <laughs> what are you doing today? What are we doing together? How are we going to get your music out there? And very quickly I then built the LED official brand, which was uh, no longer focused on the greater HR perspective. Uh, 2018, I wound that up. Uh, effectively providing a, a marketing, coaching, development, career coaching flavour to anyone in, in the scene that, you know, it's a very lonely path. 
in a lot of business roles that we have. And I don't feel that the Australian music business is any different. So working with artists, uh, everything from booking venues, so booking their gigs for them, emceeing music launches, uh, building their marketing, their EPKs, and working as best as I could to get them out there. So from there, in 2016, when I started doing that, I found myself at the pub one, one afternoon in October, had a nice cider with me, and I grabbed my notebook and I wrote down the blueprint of what I called the LED trilogy. Uh, I'm getting to the end, Kerry, if I want to share. That's, it's great. It's great. Keep going. Um, the trilogy was to have a focus purely on promoting Australian singer-songwriters with a podcast, then a YouTube series that was more like a documentary format, and then a radio station. Because when we turn on the radio, uh, commercial radio is driven by advertising. Uh, it's also driven by what's hot and how do we know what's hot in the Australian music scene if we're not listening to it? Yeah. So the 20th of August, I created this YouTube channel. I did nothing with it until last March. I found my golden notebook. It literally is wine gold. <laughs> and I opened it and it, 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 it throws me, Kerry, because the book, the notebook, did not just have in there podcast, YouTube and radio station. I'd even written, drafted what I'd put in the invitations. Oh, wow. And it happens. So for me, I'm very big on visualisation, but like Jim Carrey said, you can't just eat a sandwich and then expect something to happen. You really need, you need to bust your ass. You need to really work hard. Yeah. And, um, and so now, um, next week, well, the 1st of March, Oz Now Radio goes live. And that was a dream that I had from when I was eight years of age. I'd listen to something on a machine like behind me and I'd put my cassette tape in and I'd record a song. Back then it was like Millie Vanilli and yeah. Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I would I'd record the song and then I'd pause it. Hi, you're listening to my radio station. And I've got those cassette tapes as well. Wow. So it's incredible to, to look at, I suppose, full circle as an overview. Um, I went into this, you know, and they told us in year 12, this is your last day. Don't think what you go on to do next year and in the coming years is all you'll be in life mm-hmm. because there will be opportunities to do bigger and greater things. And I'm so fortunate to be in the space that I'm now. Yeah, but I want to tap into that for a second, Ali, because it's a massive story. You're right. But I think there's really good value in that because the journey is important. I was saying to someone earlier today, actually, this person, they they had, you know, something that kind of went wrong in their business when they first kind of got into business earlier in life. And I, my exact question to them was, if you could go back and change it and be who you are now, mm. would you do that? I wouldn't be who I am now. Exactly. I didn't go through what I went through. Exactly. I'm still, I'm still going through things now. Exactly. It's, it's not over. It's, it's still evolving. It's still, you know, we grow as people. We grow in our journey. And, and you know, the road changes. We shift directions and we, and we you know, the, the buzzword of 2020, we pivot. <laughs> you know, that's that's a thing. And, yeah, it's it's such, I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. Like, go back and change it. No, because I wouldn't be here. I literally would not be here right now. So I love your story. I love your journey. And it's such... It, it is very broad, as I said in the intro. It is a very broad career in that space. But, you know, I think you've embraced 
that area, but you, you take all those pieces of experience, you bring them with you, it mm-hmm. turns you into this amazing human. And I think it just gives us those abilities to turn up as we grow and as, as we go on the journey. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I want to summarize this. Mm. Uni radio, breakfast radio, community radio. You've really then kind of channeled that into what I now consider that the words that come to me are music coach mm-hmm. in the podcast, now in the radio station, very soon to launch, as you said, 1st of March, super exciting time. What's next? What's next for LED? Well, that's a, that's, that's a huge question. And, and I love what you shared about, you know, the journey that we go on. Uh, there's been times through my career where I've really questioned why is this happening, uh, the roadblocks and the challenges, but that only just makes us stronger for the next one to come. So where, where I go beyond Oz now, uh, my focus really is I'm in the, the podcasting space. Uh, I'm also a growth coach, so I work with others that are aspiring and established podcasters. And really to keep this message that we need to be supporting Australian music rolling. Uh, This is not a concept I'm prepared to sell to anyone. I really am strong about the fact that this this radio station, Osnow Radio, needs to be flying the flag of artists that are undiscovered, um, almost like the underdog. Yeah. um, That have really, you know, some of these artists, uh, one in particular that I've I've been um, supporting, she's... 15 and over in Melbourne and just started and then I've got others that have been going for you know 15 20 years they still haven't had a a song played on commercial radio Mm -hmm. Uh, so so for me the the big thing what's next um, is to really fly the flag of Australian original music yeah I love that and it, it brings another thought to mind I actually just recently tapped into your podcast And it blew me away. It really did. Like I have to tell the listeners today, if you want to tune into a podcast, you've got to get on board. What is it? Behind the Music with LED? That's right. Yay. I got it right. Yay. It was great. It was incredible. I was blown away because there's some changes in this podcast. Like I went season one, I went season two, and there's some changes happening. But the one that resonated with me the most, and I had not heard this done before and done, I have to say, so well, you actually had pre-recorded questions and answers Yes. It was a great conversation. But could you tell? Could you no, tell? Them? I I knew you had told me. I knew. I'll confess. I knew that this was what was going on here. But it sounded amazing. I don't know your production, how you put this together. I don't know if you've done it yourself or you've outsourced it to someone else. But it sounded awesome. Like I wanted to keep listening. And and I love music. Don't get me wrong. But it's not my exact space. But I was super curious to keep listening to this production. It, it perked my interest in in that production experience and what I was listening to. It was just great. It's it's incredible. I I kicked off the podcast last June. I started recording in April. My son was uh, about four months, so he was six months old when it all kicked off. Wow! And I was able to do in that first season the live interviews. But uh, by second season, he started to tease. And I thought, I even, I also had a, a weekly uh, spot 
a weekly fortnightly spot on Southern FM. They got me back to do like a five minute on a Friday mm-hmm. and share about the Australian music stuff. And I just went, hang on, I need to really rethink. So I guess it doesn't matter what I've been through. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. The learning doesn't stop. And the challenges, I step up to the plate and I'm ready with my bat to hit them out of the ballpark because I had to come up with a new way. I wanted to keep spreading the word. How did I do it? I pre-recorded my questions. They pre-recorded their answers. Some guests admittedly said, look, Ellie, I've never been interviewed in this way before. Yeah. That's okay. Stretch your mind. Open your mind. And they did a brilliant job. Mm. Uh, I did all the production editing myself. And uh, to me, I don't, it's hard for me to listen and not hear that it is this and that. Mm-hmm. If you listen each episode, Kerry, you would have noticed that, you know, it's the same structure. Yep. But I did that also from a point of time efficiency Yep. because everyone's got a different story to share. So why should I change that question when I could ask that same question to a thousand people and I'll get a thousand different answers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it and, and I'll be going back and listening to more. Um, and it's it's a bit foggy in my brain, I confess, but I because I listened to something out of season one, I listened to something out of season two. I was just getting a, a broad view here of what this was all about. Did both of them have backing music throughout the episode? Everyone did. So I loved that. I loved that. You probably noticed in the first season when I'm interviewing the artist, I had their music behind their conversation yep we're in the second season I went with my traditional what, what I call my traditional backing track which mm-hmm. I use as all of my branding and then also you notice there were other segments as well that were on theme to do with music yep uh, with with my colleagues Jono yes. uh, the biz with Jono on Instagram and Corey um, Corey O'Connor from the Corey Talks podcast yep. so collaboration has also been a really big mm. thing for me and I'm enjoying the journey of uh, collaborating to create, but collaborating also learning. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting as well. Like this podcast is, you know, happening in the background, like it's, you know, coming through. And you've now got this Oz Now Radio launch on the 1st of March. So there's a story, you know, like to me, that's a continuation of a story and, and very well done, by the way. Like I, I just think that's great how that that little journey's kind of snuck into people's worlds and you know your passion is clearly in this this music industry but like you said flying the flag for the Aussie artists I want to ask you a question though what is your number one tip for an aspiring Australian artist honestly never give up Mm -hmm. look for ways to connect with others Um, strength in numbers it's obviously not one tip, but strength in numbers. Uh, again, this is a very isolating industry. Uh, there's a lot of tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. And it's very easy for someone to feel that, you know, I've created this song and it's magnificent and someone comes along and says, no, it's not. Mm. We, we, we're going to doubt ourselves. But if you've got the right support network around you, that's what will help help you continue on the process it, with all of the artists that I have interviewed and this goes back even to 2016 I've asked everyone the same question uh, what do you hope for aspiring artists like what what advice and even on my YouTube series which is different to the podcast each of them like my brain says um, you know get out there because you're the one that puts the socks on your feet every day yep. and and it's so true like accountability but but find that connection with others that are on a similar path 
it doesn't matter if they're five minutes new or if they're 30 minutes into the industry. Uh, there's always something to be learned and, and strength in numbers. Yeah, I love that community message. I think, you know, that resonates with me. That's how I've always kind of floated in particularly the last 10 years in, in the business kind of community, you know, Facebook groups, like all of us are all in these Facebook groups. Um, certain ones have more of a community feel than others. Um, Ali, is there a Facebook group for Osnow Radio or is that something you're thinking about? We've got the Osnow Radio page. Page, yep. Uh, we have developed a secret Osnow Radio group for the artists. Oh, secret. So that's, that's been launched um, this month, like as, as we interview now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very mindful that the station is being created. It's this year. It's no ads and no announcers. So you, what you'll hear, Kerry, is you'll hear, Hi, I'm Migraine and this is Oz Now. Or it's Chelsea Berman here asking you to keep it tuned to Oz Now. And then the songs are coming on. So that's all that you hear 24 7. You'll hear the artists themselves because it's their station. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And the commercial free, you know, the, but the, it's host free as well. There's not actually like, the radio host behind this. This is this is a revolving playlist of awesome music that probably people will just wouldn't get to hear, right? They wouldn't. They wouldn't. And it's it's. I'm equating it to like a bag of mixed lollies. Okay. <laughs> so you put your hand in the bag, and you might get a you know set of the false teeth lollies. You might get a black cat. You might get a jelly bean. Uh, but every hour that anyone listens, they're going to be treated to a whole array. We're not sticking to genres. Mm. Um, but getting back to your point of community, um, definitely I have subgroups of DMs and Instagram where I'm banding together different artists that I feel are maybe aligned in their genre mm. or they're aligned in the path that they're taking so that uh, they can support and encourage each other. Yeah, that's cool too. And I think the power of social media, you know, we, we all know what's happening in the world with the global pandemic and it, it's even just blows my mind to even say global pandemic, like that's just unheard of and not something I thought I'd ever say. But community is so strong now and I think more and more people are looking for these spaces to resonate with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's what you're creating. You're creating this community, you're, you're building a tribe, you know, you're empowering people to be themselves and have that, that you know, um, passion. You know, it, they've got the passion. They started for a reason. So, you know, giving them the opportunity to turn up and, mm -hmm. and be heard, that's awesome. That is so good. Yeah. I, I love it. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb, or directly on my website under, you guessed it, kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can also find me on Facebook under Micro and Small Business Support Group. So, Ali, tell me, you went from Adelaide to Melbourne to Bundaberg. What was that like? Melbourne for me was like my little New York. The energy there was like um, even being, you know, in Paris. I don't know if you've been to Paris, but... Um, there's love in the air and it feels so romantic. And then we moved to Melbourne and to me, it didn't feel romantic, but it felt energizing and empowering and sky's the limit. 
Because mm-hmm. they say New York, the city that never sleeps, is that is that is that it? So yeah, Melbourne's got that same buzz for me. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So to go from that climate, and everyone I met was driven. Everyone I met had passion for something. Yeah. To a small country town, four four and a bit hours away from Brisbane, mm-hmm. where we don't have the convenience, we don't have a tram. Uh, if I didn't have my car, I'd struggle to get around, if I can be honest with you. The only yeah. train we have takes us to Brisbane or to Rocky. And um, lack of convenience, but also lack of how do you connect with people? Yeah. So when we moved here, uh, I'd gone, I could not continue with my businesses. I can't stress that enough. We did not have uh, workable, usable internet connections. Oh. So we moved here in 2018 and clients were saying, well, Ellie, it's too expensive for me to fly you into state to come and help us with our work. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we do things over Zoom? And we'd start to do Zoom and it would glitch. So even with, you know, receiving emails or sending emails, I wasn't even able to do, uh, to provide the support that I did to the Australian singer-songwriters anymore. And mm. to be honest, I felt like I'd gone from, in Melbourne, everyone looked at me as someone that, could help them so I was going to I remember going to an art exhibition and the art pieces were guitars so instead of walking in and you and and there I was introduced as the next Molly Meldrum oh. I had people saying that I should have been uh, you should Ellie you should, you're a national treasure and I was like oh that's so sweet but really it's not about me it's about everyone else yeah and then we moved to Bundy I applied for jobs. I'm told I'm overqualified, couldn't run my own businesses. And admittedly, I did find myself feeling like, why are these opportunities not coming to me? Mm-hmm. And then I had a mindset switch. And I realised I've always been in control of where I've gone in life. There are things we can't control, but what you can control is the direction that you take and the choices that you make. And so very quickly, finding my notebook, it was a case of, I'm going to stop waiting for opportunities to arrive and I'm going to start creating the opportunities for myself and for others. So going back to what you're saying about the station, my face is nowhere branded with the station. My voice and my name is not even with the station. Mm. It's all the singer-songwriters, producers, bands. It's their station. Yeah. So, again, it's about, for me, if I have the opportunity to create an opportunity for someone else to succeed, to empower them, to get to a point where they are really, really kicking goals and they're, they're moving in the direction they want their life to be, that, that's where I am. Yeah, I think you're right there. And, and life is very much like that. You know, there's, there's an arrangement of people in this world and I always say to people, you know, if, if everyone was the same, it would be boring. It really wouldn't be. <laughs> I'd say the same thing. Yeah. Um, but... You know, we can sit back. We can honestly sit back and expect, you know, the universe to come to us and we can, you know, wait for those opportunities and, you know, occasionally put ourselves out there, you know, whether it's for a job or you want to start something or whatever. It's, it's like a new hobby, you know, same kind of thing. If you want to start a new hobby, go and start a new hobby. Just get it done, you know. Right. But, yeah, and, and it's amazing that you had that transformational time, like that, that you know, little little moment in the sand where you went, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> come on, no. No, and, and I think back to when I was an employee and I would smash my workout by about 11 mm-hmm. and I'd look for other things to do. That's how I ended up with extra hats. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to my manager and say, what else can I do? And so then I took that 
and I used that when we moved here. So I would email, call, go and turn up at people's places of business and instigate meetings, mm-hmm. introduce myself and my skills. Now, the general feedback I got, I'm, I'm very upfront about it, is I'd get bored, I'm overqualified. Um, it's a scary thing. Like, I know you said it in your recent interview with Ellen, we're, we're not employable. No. We yep. we're, we're feared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and we intimidate people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, for me, I, I just think, you know, the fact that I've, taken what could have been quite a negative and continue to turn it into a positive. Uh, I've got big hopes and plans for what happens as Oz now kicks off and the support. I, I haven't had anyone resist the opportunity. Uh, it, it's been, this is going to be huge. This is what we've needed. Where have you been all our lives? Um, to quote, I don't think she'd mind, Karen Jacobson, the Aussie voice of Siri, Ellie, we're, we're tuned in. Yeah. We're on the same because I've been looking to see where, where is a radio station that is promoting original Australian music? Mm. Uh, my accountant shared as well that he and his wife had been speaking and saying, well, where are all these new artists? Where are they hiding? Yeah. So the, I feel that when something, when you're in flow, everything moves in the right direction with ease. Nothing mm. is difficult. Yeah. Not to say that you don't have your challenges, but. Oh, 100%. And, and anyone that says that they don't, <laughs> yeah, we know what's going on there. Um, so, Ali, what, other than your passion for the music industry and clearly in the podcasting, anything audio, let's be honest. Anything audio, audio. audio. <laughs> yes, yes, tune in, tune in. Um, what else lights your fire? What, what other things, you, you know, what do we not know about LED? <laughs> yeah, so I love... Uh, interior design. Ooh. Uh, I, I was brought up by parents that worked very hard to, uh, you know, build homes um, for our future. And so a few years ago, I worked for Australia's Best Houses. And oh. uh, another thing that people don't know, I was I was helping recruit uh, Lux Builders for the TV show in the magazine. Mm. Um, so quite recently, we won three awards for our own home. Um, which I designed and styled, obviously working with a builder. I didn't subcontract. Um, But anything to do with uh, anything aesthetics, Mm. you know. I'm I'm a generator. I'm someone that's very distracted by colours, lights, bright, shiny things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anything that's, it's not just um, audibly pleasing to listen to, but also um, aesthetically. Mm, yeah, mm. Mm-hmm. they've got a real creative streak behind there as well. That I do. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Awesome. All right, I've got some quick questions for you, Ali. Let's go through these together. I'm going to put you on the spot because you didn't know this was coming, <laughs> did you? No, no, no. <laughs> just checking. All right, what's your favourite food? Sushi. I love sushi. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your favourite non-business activity? Singing. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's awesome, isn't it? Singing. What's your favourite movie? Oh, Cinema Paradiso. Okay, don't know that one. You're going to have to fill me in later. Excellent. <laughs> uh, do you have a hero or a particular person or, you know, public kind of celebrity or something that you admire? I'm going to go with Eckhart Tolle. 
Okay. Again, don't know that one, but you will fill me in later. Maybe yeah, the listener. I will. Yeah, maybe the listener knows. That's it. <laughs> and what is your biggest goal for the future? My biggest goal is to put Australia on the global map for original Australian music. Wow. That's my goal. That's a, that's a good one. Very strong, very real, and, mm-hmm. and obviously on that journey that you're on, which is great. Ali, I want to flip over to podcasting. Mm. I want to change this up. Let's do it. Yes. How long have you been podcasting for, Ellie? Seven years. I started in 2014. Mm-hmm. I was approached by someone to podcast. I'd started a, a business networking group for solopreneurs. We had 153 members. And uh, Mike, that was his name, came to me and he said, Ellie, you've got legs for a podcast. Oh, my goodness. What is a podcast? I had no idea. Yeah. So um, I... <laughs> That's when it started and I was recording with, I've got it somewhere still, um, a dictaphone, mm. right, with an SD card. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in my office, nice and quiet, audio recording, these introductions, uh, then separately the, art, the artist, separately the, the business owner would come in, I'd make them a coffee, we'd talk about their business and then I would funnel all of that off to Mike. Like I would download from the SD card, I didn't do any editing, sent it off to him and that was great mm-hmm. that was great until Mike disappeared uh, so the podcast had from memory about 14 15 episodes we didn't run in seasons uh, but uh, that's where my journey started seven years ago mm. what was the next one the next one <laughs> was creating snippets from uh, when I was on breakfast radio mm-hmm. so um, me and my co-host we had quite a dynamic rapport on air um, people said that it sounded like we knew each other forever. Uh, <laughs> they also said that we could have been paid for what we said on air, but I'd, I'd strip out the audio and I was creating snippets not only to go up on our podcast. Um, I also had another podcast called Spotify Smash mm-hmm. where I was introducing the it was six artists each week that I discovered on Spotify that I'd never heard of and that I loved their music and I wanted the audience to get behind. Wow. Number two. Number two. Okay, there's a number three coming. I can feel this. Tell us about number three. Number three was the Women in Business podcast. Ooh. So now we're about 2018 and it was interviewing women here in Bundaberg that had their own business. Hmm. Wanted to tell that story of you can be a mum, you can be a fur baby mum, you can be a woman, single, partnered, whatever shape or form, but the point is you're a woman in business and what's your story? Uh, again, you know, I'm very black and white. I'm very transparent. That podcast didn't get past the eighth episode because the guests didn't see the value in it. But guess that had not been recorded. I'll be clear about that. Mm. But also I found myself um, questioning when it comes to how we, we, we cheerlead our businesses. If the passion isn't there, the passion isn't there. Yeah. And the way I like to podcast is to podcast passion. Mm-hmm. So um, the passion sizzled for me because the passion wasn't being brought. Mm. Yeah. If, if you're giving and you're not receiving or if you, you know, it's just, it's forced, isn't it? It's, it really becomes quite forced. And, and I'm a, I'm a true believer in that as well, that, you know, if you're, you're all in or you're all out. 
it's, it's kind of those two ways. Or oh, well. <laughs> not, much, not much in between for me. <laughs> um, and so was there a number four? Number four is Behind the Music with LED. Yay. LED yeah. arrived. Yeah. Yeah, we have arrived. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Great. And that's the one we were talking about before, just for reference for the listeners. So, yeah, head on over to your podcatcher and catch that one because I thought it was great. And I, there's more I need to listen to. I need to deep dive into this space. And I'll find time to do this, you know. I, I need to get in the car and travel to the country, which I'm doing in a couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll use that time wisely. Yeah. Awesome. Now, something that I have recently kind of this this is another evolving space. You're actually taking on a bit of a role as a podcast coach. Yes. Tell us yes. about that one. Yeah. So for me, it's amazing to think I've gone full circle from someone who, what is a podcast? How do I podcast? Oh, the editing's too scary. I can't deal with that. I wouldn't even know to put it in the cloud. To this position I find myself in where I have been over the last four years, four, five years, since 2016, I've been holding the hand virtually now because of COVID, you can't actually hold hands, mm-hmm. uh, of, of aspiring podcasters and established who just, they, they feel like there's more to podcasting. So, um, you know, I'll take it as an example. Uh, Someone I know who's podcasting at the moment, I've been suggesting it to him for a long time. Why would I podcast Ellie? Like, it's just you that wants to listen to me. No, it's not. You're sharing your opinion. Now, obviously, everyone has a different opinion. You said it yourself. If we were all the same, it'd be really boring. Mm -hmm. But your opinion will resonate with others. Yep. And we talked about it for about 12 months. When it got to the point where he started, he's now into season three, mm. he's got listeners over in Europe and in the US, people all around the world are listening to his opinion. So now where I'm sitting, for me, this is a really great way to complement my experience. Um, I do do majority of my production myself then to be able to partner with someone and say, well, you've got this great idea. How do we make it happen? Are you clear on your why? You know, wanting to podcast because everybody else is, is not a good enough reason. No. No. You know it yourself, 1.75 million podcasts, uh, only 50% get to about seven episode mark. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing I I guess that came to me, and I've been saying this a lot, that there's no rules around podcasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we know that podcast, a podcast is not a business. A podcast is a marketing vehicle like you used to have a flyer that used to put in a letterbox. People still do that. But, you know, um, a, a taking out like a quarter page ad in the newspaper. Yep. Podcast is the audio version of that. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about selling. So I did have someone come to me a few years ago and they said they wanted to get their podcast off the ground. And all they wanted to do was talk about, well, you know, <laughs> We sell underarm deodorant for this price. We sell face cream for this price. That's not a podcast. No. The podcast is storytelling to lead someone, to lead an audience or a community to your greater offering. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, for me, whilst I say there's no rules, I'm a professional at what I do. My radio station is a professional product and service. So I want that podcast to kick butt when people listen. 
I want them to hear it and hear that professionalism. It's almost like, um, and, that, and that's what I've been saying a lot lately. Mm. So yeah. what you're saying is there's no rules, but there needs to be a framework and there needs to be a bit of a plan behind the scenes here as much as like we're podcasting now, as everybody knows, and everyone's tuned in to listen to, and we're so grateful for, but and, and not to regiment it, not to make it stiff and structured. You know, I've been there, done that. I'm sure we all have. It's just mental. Um, but, yeah, you definitely need some really good framework behind it. That that example that you gave of, you know, underarm deodorant and face cream, that's a commercial. That's just straight out of commercial. That's a commercial. But yeah. if you were to speak to someone about the story behind how that product came to be developed. So what's exciting for me about being in this space now with PodClub um, as a growth coach, I'm working with clients on a daily basis mm-hmm. and I'm sharing, let's get really clear on your why. Let's look at how you develop an episode. So we're looking at script development, how to recruit guests, um, then the editing process so that it's a polished product. Yeah. Because I feel like for many of us, a podcast is our branding. It's our advertisement for our business. Yeah. So I've listened to your podcast <laughs> and I wanted to be a guest because of how polished it sounds. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I'm now a part of your brand. Yeah, exactly. So I'm now on your podcast. Yeah. But if it if it didn't have the intro and the outro and um, if it wasn't a quality share, mm. I, I wouldn't be listening. Yeah. And that's what I have to ask myself. I discovered some yesterday and I had a listen and to me it was something that was still pre-production. Mm. I'd be scared to put out what I was listening to on Apple Podcasts yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and you hit a really good good little subtopic there, Ali, because there's a difference between those that should go and guest on other people's podcast versus start their own. Yeah. So I think that you know, there's a tipping point there. Some of us, you know, maybe it's because of that why. Maybe it's about the reason that they want to start the podcast as to why they should go and be a guest but selectively choose where they put themselves because that's important. You're right. What you said, it's a reflection of you and your brand Mm -hmm. versus the person that truly passionately wants to turn up, share a story, share some knowledge, give value, all that kind of stuff. Is that what you're hearing as well out there? Yeah, that's that's what that, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I use uh, a few different forums to, advertise that I am a podcaster but I'm also available to be interviewed on a podcast and I love featuring as a guest speaker <laughs> it's the closest I get to uh, speaking in front of an audience yeah with yeah. COVID and where we live yeah but at the same time Perry I'm, I'm just finding that I'm getting a lot of opportunities flow through and I always go back and justify like I had one guy had sent me one the other week he said I'd love for you to be a guest on my show I'm um, in the top 60 Hollywood podcasts. But then when I had a look at how it evolved, uh, I just couldn't do it. The, the presentation wasn't polished. Someone else invited me to be on their podcast. I went back and said, this is fantastic. I love the opportunity. However, have you looked at my website? Do you know what I do? Mm. Where is the conversation going to be focused? Yeah, good point. So again, I think it's so easy in any media space you know, um, someone rings you. I've had previously where Channel 9 would ring up and they say, you know, Ellie, do you want to be on the news tonight? And I go, great, but then I need to reassess as well. That's a, that is another subtopic. <laughs> do, do I really, is this really something I want to be a part of? 
because there is reputational risk involved. Do your SWOT analysis Mm. and just be 100% sure, like, where are you going by being on this podcast? What's the purpose? Yeah. Mm. Because it's an energy exchange, isn't it? It really is. You're, you're spot on there. And, you know, it's it's funny. I think back when you said that, I think back to they say all advertising is good advertising. I can't agree. I actually, I can't. I, 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 yep, it's a great little, you know, catchphrase or whatever, but I actually completely disagree with it because we need to be selective. There's plenty of opportunities out there. For those that aren't getting those opportunities come to them, you've mm-hmm. got that ability to go and find those opportunities like we were saying before. And then, you know, give yourself a choice, you know, actually sit down, look at the landscape, work out where you want to show up, how you want to be represented in this particular topic of being on someone else's podcast is it you know the right vibe is it the right space is it you know even about the right kind of show you know let's let's face it and I'm just going to pick some really really terrible examples here but if you had you know I don't know if you had a chef come on to a gardening podcast what is that you know how how does that work how how is it aligned and and something I'm doing differently with season three of my podcast because I was focused purely on Australian singer-songwriters and producers. Mm -hmm. I've decided this time I'm interviewing a music photographer, someone who takes photos of the bands and live gigs. I've got a guy coming on about mindset Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel that that's a relevance, but I think that's what it comes back to. Uh, Again, being a guest on a show that's about football, for me, uh, I love the footy. I barrack for a few teams, but what am I going to contribute? Yeah. And, and also if you're wanting to be perceived as an expert in a particular industry, it's not going to do you any favours. Yeah. So it's all about, I feel like it's pointing to the way that I work with my clients. It's to ensure that it's that same message, mm-hmm. the same message of professionalism, the same message of credibility and integrity. Yeah, I think I, I also bring it back to brand, like mm-hmm. it's really the, the whole brand experience, you know, we, we start our business, we, you know, either yourself or you get someone else involved to make a logo, mm-hmm. you pick your colours, like mm-hmm. it, it's it's the same story it's the same kind of thing really you know it's about that presence and continuing the conversation wherever that might be whether it's in print or you know the video space the the audio space all these different options that we've got available and Mm -hmm. yeah radio interviews that's that's a thing you know that's happening quite frequently as well so yeah heaps of opportunities out there as well I think um the last thing I wanted to tap into with you Ali is the latest shiny thing my stream deck or clubhouse clubhouse <laughs> clubhouse oh I, I was thinking where she going is it the stream deck <laughs> in oh. love with my stream deck oh yeah uh, yeah clubhouse clubhouse is where i met you yes yes so i joined jan 17 jan 18 19 i see this pop up in a room <laughs> she's listening She's really listening. Like your pose in your profile picture tells me it's not about you, Mm. right? So I then started to hear you speak and I thought this is incredible. So Clubhouse is, I can't even use a word to describe it. Uh, No. I read that it was created for 12 million 
uh, about two weeks ago, it was sold for a hundred million. Mm. And about seven days ago, it was valued at $1 billion. Wow. So I feel like anyone that's an early adopter, I'm sure you'll agree, yep. needs to be there. We haven't even seen the full potential of what oh, we can do. Not even close. Not even close. But for me, it's been a real game changer. Mm. Because any time that I'm wanting to learn, connect with people who are just as passionate mm-hmm. and just as driven, I can hop into Clubhouse and get my fix. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like a bloody straight shot of caffeine right in the arm. Like... <laughs> I agree. I am like if I'm in between things on this side, I'm like picking up the iPhone. I'm looking at Clubhouse. What rooms? What options have I got here? I can't help it. I'm I'm completely addicted. It is insane. And I didn't expect that. Like you, I think I arrived on January 18, so just the very next day, and. I sat back. I was like, what's going on here? I like to digest. And I'm never an early adopter of anything. I'm always the last one. You are too. No, no, I'm last to the party, like always, always. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, and, and, you know, like those default settings that come in when you join and you're following all these things that you don't even know you're following. You look at your hallway. What is this? I was like, what is this? What about the zillion dollars? How I made my first zillion dollars. Yes, let's take your business from six to seven figures. And, you know, as as we've both seen recently, because we're hanging out there quite a bit, Elon Musk. Like, what? (laughs) This morning I saw Vanilla Ice. I was like, like that? Okay, all right. And apparently he's a cool dude, I hear, I hear. So that's cool. But, yeah, there's all this variety. There's just about every topic you can imagine. I don't think they're all there yet, so that's yet to evolve. I have no idea now at this point in time and by the time this, you know, episode drops where the user number is up to, it just keeps growing and growing. And, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, last I read, Facebook had about 2.7 billion users. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Clubhouse has just over a million. That's the last that I heard. Okay. Uh, but I feel like that's that's ramping up. I know I've listened in Perez Hilton when one of the celebs comes in. He was doing a, an interview with uh, Tori Spelling, mm. um, Ian Ziering, um, 90210, and uh, Lindsay Lohan when she came into, well, let's welcome Lindsay Lohan to Clubhouse. Um, then you've got the the flip side, which is people that aren't celebrities mm-hmm. but are thought leaders. Yep. I'm, I'm waiting for Eckhart Tolle to give you a clue. I'm waiting for Eckhart Tolle to come onto Clubhouse. Um, for me, he's a thought leader. Yep. And when he speaks, there are big gaps because everything he says is on point. So I'd love to hear him speak in a room because I just wonder, you know, when you're watching him, that's the thing with Clubhouse, isn't it? We get the audio. We don't yep. get the visual. Yeah. So when you're watching, you can see when someone is pausing. Mm-hmm. But in Clubhouse, you, you what, is it the Wi-Fi? Is it dropped out? <laughs> I was just thinking that then when you did that, I was like, hang on, Zoom. Come on, Zoom. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, mate, spot on, spot on. And and you're right. It's It's exciting. We go and get our fix on a regular basis. Yeah. It's, we do. We do. It's too good. It's too good. I, like all full respect. And I've got many a friend and many a biz buddy on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is going a little bit crazy on the back of clubhouses. I'm sure Twitter is as well. 
But, you know, I look at this 2D marketing, you know, everyone says you've got a, you know, multiple, sorry, microphone, I always hit you. <laughs> um, you've got to multiply your posts. You've got to put it out there. You know, you've got to reach your audience. And content, content, content. Yeah, you know, and I look at Facebook and I just feel, meh. And, and I, I know this probably sounds rude, but one family member of mine watches every YouTube episode that I create. Yep. Okay? Everyone else doesn't ask about it, mm-hmm. doesn't like posts, doesn't comment, and doesn't share. And then you step into this world of Clubhouse and I'm getting people, like I went into a room this morning, a woman that I met three days ago, she said, Ellie, How's Osnow Radio going? So the bizarre thing is the the community. Yeah. And everyone wants to support each other. Yes. It's not it's not like I'm gonna say something to you now and then I'm I'm just gonna forget I said it. Mm. People are saying it and they're meaning it. They're yeah. digging deep. And as you know, it's great that you can go deeper into someone's Instagram, slide into their DMs and keep that conversation going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It 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 is bigger than the app. Yeah. And the other thing that I've seen, and I just love, again, it's back to that community feel. I'm all about the people and and bringing everyone together. That is a strong message in a lot of the rooms that I go to. And maybe I'm just going to these particular rooms and, you know, I pick my topics and I'm hanging out in the podcast space, let's be honest. But there's a really strong message and it has to come from the beginning. It's like in a business, it always comes from the top. So I can only imagine that when this platform launched, the the culture was to be inclusive, mm-hmm. to embrace people, to give people the opportunity and really be, I call it in my head, it is the clubhouse community, no matter where you go. Because... Mm-hmm. A lot of these moderators in these rooms and even people hopping up on stage, it's just got this warmth and this energy about it of true connection, true human to human. The marketers talk about human to human. Clubhouse is it. It is that that exact space. But they all say the same thing. You know, um, I'll follow you. You follow me. Let's connect on Instagram. But don't just go and like and follow me on Instagram. Send me a message. Like you said, Ali, continue the conversation. Continue. Yeah, that's that's what's happening. It's actually happening for a, for a change in the world when something has been built with this purpose and what I think is the purpose of Clubhouse is the community and that, that warm, embracing feeling. You feel like you've almost gone home for the day when you hop into the, the room with your buddies and people that have you, you've connected with. It's like coming home to your family. Uh, yeah, I love that feeling and, and I think that that's what they wanted to create and I think so far they've, they've done really, really well. Because if you look at the, the true essence of that word community, mm. the support is there even when you're not all together. Yep. Yep. Love it. <laughs> okay, Ellie, let's wrap it up. We could be here all day, I swear. I know, I know. We could just keep going. I've got a podcast to record soon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and, and so I've got many, many shiny things over here. Edit, so- edit, edit. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, where can we find you? Okay, if you hop onto any social platform, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LED Official, E-double-L-I-E-D Official, my website is ledofficial.com, Osnow Radio is osnowradio.com or .com.au. That's where everything is. 
Yay. Love it. Awesome. I'm going to pop all of that in the show notes for the listeners. And thank you so much for being on the show. It's been so much fun and I can't wait to see who you continue to interview and the ways that you're continuing to spread the good word about community and business. Lovely. Thanks, Ellie. We'll chat really soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes and I'd also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.